Hello and welcome to the Bad Asian Podcast, the world's most inconsistent podcast. I am your host, David Nguyen, and joining me, as always, is... Emron G. So, Emron. What's up? Let's uh, give some shout-outs. Do it. Let's do it. All right. Shout-out to the people who've been supporting the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. What we learned last week, I was bad cop. Yeah. Just to catch you up, uh, new listeners, Emron and I have been trying to get people to review and rate the podcast. It helps out the show. Gives us more exposure, reaches more audience members. And that encourages us to continue to do podcasts and give you guys better content. We've been playing around with a formula where originally Emron and I would berate our listeners into giving us five stars on iTunes <laughs> and leaving non-sequitur comments. Uh, we played good cop, bad cop. Then we had Emron play good cop. We had Emron play bad cop, mm-hmm. which that last one totally tanked. No <laughs> one liked Emron being bad cop at all. He acted very violently. <laughs> Almost destroyed the podcast itself. Oh, and then, man. so last week we changed the formula where I was bad cop. People responded. So I suppose we just got to go with Emron being good cop or bad cop and then me being just the bad cop. Okay. That seems to be the winning formula. Okay. Well, let's do. Uh, but I'll I do good- think, pe- yeah, I do think people enjoy Emron being the good cop. Yeah. It's more true to your nature. That is very true. It it comes more naturally to me. I I me being mean, I either have to be uh, very hungry or, or talk extremely to a hungry. Person. Oh, okay. <laughs> racist, racist, David, but true. Racist? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's. Emron, uh, take it away. Politely, kindly, ask the people to help out the show. Hey guys. How you doing? I hope you've had a great Christmas break. I hope that you've gotten all the gifts that you wanted and that your family has not been giving you too much pressure to do whatever it is that they expect you to do. But if you could take some time out of your day to give us five stars on our podcast, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you, and we love you. And 2018... Uh, look back on all of your New Year resolutions and realize that you failed at all of them. <laughs> but there is one last opportunity to turn it all around, all right? On 2018 resolution, it was to highly rate the Bad Asian Podcast yeah. on iTunes mm-hmm. and leave a comment. doesn't have to be related to the show at all. This is your last opportunity to make something of yourselves for the year. Otherwise, you would have failed just like you do every year. So let's start off 2019 with a clean slate and 2018 strong. Yeah, I kind of believe in you. Not really, but do what you feel like it's right. He doesn't believe in you, but I do. Damn straight. That's right. All right. All right. Let's get into the show. Let's do it. So, Emron, you just got back. Yeah, I got back like 20 minutes ago from Los Angeles. How it was, was it? It was not fun, man. Uh, my grand, my not my grandmother. My girlfriend's grandmother is well, very sick. Emron's grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother is dead. But um, Emron's my grandmother-in-law. <laughs> my girlfriend's grandma is very sick. She's ninety-four, and we got a call saying that she fell and had... was this after she found out that her white granddaughter was dating a Muslim. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly why she fell. (laughs) She was like, ah, and then she just passed out in the kitchen. That's exactly what happened. Not at all. But she she was sick, and so we went down to visit her. Um, 
And so I was just in a hospital for like four days straight. So it was not the most fun couple of days that I've had. How excited were your parents when they heard you're going to be in a hospital? Like, oh, he's going to be a doctor finally. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, are you starting your residency? And I was like, no. He's like, doesn't just, that do, does just being that building just feels comfortable and natural and your no, destiny? I hate hospitals. I cannot. I was like, the whole time I was there, I was like, thank God I never became a doctor. This is the worst work environment I have ever been in. Well, I'm so just constantly. Because you're constantly surrounded by people who are sick and dying. Like, this is not a great place to be. But think about it like this. You have the peak of humanity, and then you also have the worst of what life has to offer. That's got to be an amazing environment to be around. Wait, who's the peak of humanity in the hospital? Doctors and nurses. No, man. They're not the peak of humanity. How are they not? They're the healers. They, know they more are about a the healer. Human. They're yeah. not. Uh, they're not the peak. I would say the peak of humanity would be somebody like, if we're doing opposites, these people are horrible physically. So I would say somebody like an athlete it would be the best on the opposite uh, end of that spectrum. Oh, I meant like spiritually and emotionally, oh. in terms of like academia and status oh. too. Uh, I get. I mean, I don't really think that. That applies to people in the hospital. Why not? You can walk around and just look at this and be like, look at this wing. It's just full of the worst of academia. <laughs> it's like, who has better standing in society than doctors? Oh, no. I, I will agree with you on that. I'm just saying on the opposite end of the spectrum, I don't think that the people in the rooms are the, the low end, are the opposite of, of doctors. The opposite of a doctor would be like a dying patient. No, I don't I don't think educationally that's right. No, I'm not I didn't you have to you didn't pay attention to the words I used. All right, say it again. I forgot what I said. I think I <laughs> met, You have the peak of humanity in terms of doctors and then you have the worst of what life has to offer. That's what I said. Okay. And the worst that life has to offer is dying in a strange bed surrounded by people you don't know who has more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> and then leaving your family with a healthy burden of paying your hospital medical bills. Oh Wait, my God, man. question: mm. If say you have medical bills and you die, who's responsible for that? I have heard okay. that debt does not pass to your children. Hell yeah! What about your wife and kids? Oh no, no I'm sorry, your wife. And I spouse. think if your your spouse, it's it's a little bit rough. But oh. I think if it's like if your parents pass or Something like that. You don't have to pay their bills. But then who's responsible? I don't know. I think they might try to seize that person's assets. Oh, damn. That's right. What if they but transfer not, all the assets prior to their debt? Yeah, then they can try to come after you. But even then, you don't have to pay those bills. I don't think... I think that's the loophole. Who do you think should be responsible? No one. Okay. <laughs> Well, somebody I don't know, has man. to like pay for it. Dude, this stuff is so expensive. Okay, you're, <laughs> if Donald Trump had his way, Mexico would pay for it. Mexico will pay for healthcare. That's who I think should pay for our debt. All medical debt should be paid by Canada because they have a better system than we do. That's how the Democrats will win 2020. <laughs> <laughs> like Trump's like, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico. That's how you trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
no t- pun intended, but he goes like, who's going to pay for our failing health care? Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you shut down the government until Congress gives you the $5 billion that you need to, I don't know, forgive hospital debt. Yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, but even nursing homes are fucking insane. I was, I did like very minimal, like beginning research, just looking as to see what it was. And it's also LA. Huh? No, to, to put them in. Yeah, your parents. To put her in. No, not my parents. Uh, my girlfriend's grandmother. You mean your grandmother? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying too hard, bro. You're trying too hard. (laughs) This podcast is going to be the death of me. <laughs> I don't think your girlfriend listens. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Okay. Yeah, you're Which fine. is why I could talk all that shit. Um, but I like how nervous that the idea of you making a strong commitment to your girlfriend. <laughs> the oddest thing. You've been with her longer than, you, than I've been with my girlfriend. And yet the, the concept of that type of commitment, you're like, oh, if I put it out in the universe, it's going to be real. No, I only pledge allegiance to myself. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like the idea of you pledging allegiance to anybody outside yourself <laughs> terrifies you. It's no end. It's horrible. It's horrid. I don't know how anybody does it. She's such a sweet person too. Supports your dreams, uh, both emotionally and financially. And yet you're like, I still don't know about this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have never used that word. But the sentiment is true. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, you were looking into... Uh... It's just hard to rely on anybody, bro. Okay. It's a, it's a dog-eat-dog world. <laughs> yeah, with that attitude, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I was looking for nursing homes, and we are just kind of looking in the area. And I shit you not, man. They, I found... This is also L.A. So, And I also am only pulling like the two most expensive ones that I found. But one of them, you had to pay $1.5 million dollars just to enter into their facility. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily guaranteed that you got all that money back. It was kind of like, it wasn't even like a safety deposit mm-hmm. where it's like, if you, you know, were fine, like you would get that money back. It's like, no, that's just what the facility takes. Another one. You can't treat it like um, the way some people leave a baby at a fire station. You just roll <laughs> up the ground, knock on the door, leave. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you touched it last. Not it. Hot potato. It's <laughs> your responsibility now. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. <laughs> there was another one um, that I found that was 17 grand okay. a month. Uh-huh. That's more reasonable, isn't it? That's it's still insane. Cause you still don't have like it didn't include like uh nursing stuff. Oh. Like a like a like a full-time nurse. Like it was just the facility was like eleven to seventeen grand, depending on how big of a room you got. Okay. Did you I get was... free Wi-Fi? I would hope so. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> probably not. You probably had like limited pool uh usages as well uh-huh or probably like the gym i don't know man oh i was just looking at this and i was like why is this so much money did you go on yelp to find these places <laughs> i just googled nursing facilities in la uh-huh. and then i just looked at all of these expensive ones and i was like why is this so much money what were the races of the nurses filipinos oh okay yeah 
Um, definitely in the hospital. It was like mostly. Did you did you Google Indian caretakers? I did not. Okay. You don't trust Indian caretakers? No, my girlfriend's family is white, so I was just like, they're probably trying to stay. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's like, hey, you know, who better to take care of your ailing grandmother than one of my people? And she's like, nah, I don't. I'd rather have someone else. Nah, man, I didn't look for that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked at what was rated high. And then I was yeah, just like, like why is this you, so much money? And that's all I was focused on. I was like, why you, is this so expensive? How did you why? come across the rating? Like, who did the rating system? Oh, some just random people on Google. Was it just the top search on Google? Like, yeah. they paid for the most ads? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't trust that. Yeah, I don't trust that either. All I'm saying is, like, it was so much money. I was like, Wow. And then part of me was like, how much would it be for a nursing facility in like Oklahoma? But then I'd be like, why would you send a person to a nursing facility in Oklahoma? Why would you send anybody to a nursing facility? I don't don't know. Uh, So when your parents get old, are they going to live with you? Yes. Yeah. Because you won't take them in, you selfish bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I ain't going to take your parents in. I'm just going to bring my parents to your house, knock on the door and run. Like, so yo, you, you invited us over for dinner, right? I'd be like, yo, this is my dad. And I'd be like, hi, nice to meet you. And he'd be like, you touched him last. Peace. Bye. Not it. <laughs> Did I cut off all contact with you? I'm like, God damn it. Now I got a I got a commie Vietnamese man in my house. How dare you? That's the... <laughs> <laughs> I've said many disrespectful things to you, Emron, but that's just over the line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm triggered. <laughs> triggered <laughs> uh, because of that next time i'm in your house i'm gonna have to steal something just to make it right with the universe all right but it'll be small but something <laughs> will be missing <laughs> i'm gonna take it i'm gonna put a po- post on instagram and then you know that the wrong was righted <laughs> am i gonna take in my parents yes yes yeah. they are um and my girlfriend's cool with it Okay, what about your girlfriend's parents? Oh, I don't know. We haven't discussed that. I don't think <laughs> that's, she... that's not part of her culture. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, where I'm like, usually within Indian culture, the parents live with the son, mm-hmm. but I don't know how it works outside of that. How does it work in Jewish culture? Well, you um, send them to Israel. You send them to nursing homes. <laughs> in Israel. <laughs> In Israel. She's Jewish, right? Yeah, so (laughs) send them to Israel. (laughs) Go birthright. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) You touched her last. It's yours. I'm pretty sure it's in the Torah somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No Um, take backs. (laughs) No get backs. (laughs) Black, black, no get backs. Bye. Yeah, I don't know how it works, man. Yeah, have you discussed it with your... Whatever ambiguous relationship. <laughs> Absolutely person. not. Okay. I have not. Okay. Have you talked to about it with your parents? About who goes where? Yeah, about them living with you? No, they're probably gonna end up living with my brother though. Oh. Is he comfortable with that? Uh I think so. Okay. They gotta live somewhere. What if they're like, no, we wanna live with you, you have a Nintendo Switch. And I'd be like, all right, let's do it. I mean, we only have a one-bedroom apartment, so good luck. (laughs) They'll be like, yeah, where are you going to (laughs) sleep?
Uh, I right. just want to ask a couple more questions regarding the um, hospital part. Okay. Did it make you uh, come to terms with your mortality? Not at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> Were you like, hell yeah, I do CrossFit. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> like I was just walking around. I'm like, you know what this looks like? Above average physical fitness. <laughs> walking into people's rooms. None of you guys no. are trying to hit your new PRs. Yo, <laughs> no, it was really sad, though. Um, I was there th- uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and it was kind of sad how empty the hospital was. Um, was it really? Because Christmas doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't to me, but it did to these people because they were crying. But also, I, your girlfriend's Jewish, so it doesn't mean anything to her either. Yeah, her and her family, it's fine. Okay, so um, or you guys, I mean, you guys are walking around. It's like, why are these people so upset today? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just Thursday. What's yeah. what are you just Thursday said? Like, I don't get it. Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, don't worry. It's like, are you guys upset that you're not, you're going to miss those uh, a day after the 25th sales? <laughs> Yo, you know, if you have a computer, you could just, you don't have to go to the store. Yeah. Everything is sold online now. Yeah, just um, Now, it was really bad, man. There was uh, a couple people who were, like, would yell out for their mom. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it was kind of hard to hear. Um, were you trying to listen to a podcast? You're like, hey, can you, you know, turn it down a little bit? <laughs> I'm trying to listen to the Bad Asian Podcast. It's Actually, really good I, was, I was walking up to all of them. I was like, hey, do you have an iTunes account? Because I would love <laughs> if you could rate my podcast five stars. You can leave whatever comment you want. But yeah. In the comments, just write, Ma. <laughs> God, that is dark. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was really sad, man, to hear some of these people. One of the ladies kept... Um, like hitting herself and so they had to put like these big mittens type gloves Mm -hmm. on her because she kept trying to like hurt herself it was Mm -hmm. just really sad to be around a lot of these people like their kids would come in for like maybe 20 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and just be on their phone a lot and then just leave it was wasn't that what you did no i was there for like five hours man yeah but how much time were you on your phone not that much okay because um, we had to kind of talk to her to keep her awake. So, what'd you talk to her about? Anything and everything. Okay. Just asked her questions. It was very uh slow. Did you learn anything about her? I did, but I just kind of was more learning about the hospital. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> just taking the bed apart. It's like, where does this mattress come from? Why is it so expensive? <laughs> it was more like, why don't they allow little kids on this floor? But dogs. Oh, okay. that's a good question. Yeah. So they have like certain service animals that can come and they're just there to make the patients oh, feel better. That makes sense. Yeah. There's no but, service children. Yeah, there's no service children at all. But they yeah, kids. Like a kids toddler were... with a little blue vest on it. That'd be <laughs> this one is not sticky and he coughs with his mouth closed. So he is a service toddler and it's great. No, but they wouldn't like kids on the floor. And after asking, it was just like, you know, like kids carry a lot of germs and a lot of these people are older and weak. So no touchies. Did it mean a lot to your girlfriend? Did you want to go? Were you like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm on board. Or were you like, damn, I don't want to go to a hospital in L.A.? No, I went because you had to go. She was, but, like I said, she was you, not in... Did you have to go, though? Like, if you said no, would she have understood? 
seeing that I don't have a job right now. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I should have waited until I quit. I'm pretty sure I could have gotten away with it, but I I wanted to go anyway. Uh Uh-huh. For, like, moral support. Yeah. Okay. See, you are a good person. Sometimes. Why do you even, like, (laughs) qualify that? You have to, like, (laughs) give yourself that out. (laughs) I don't know, man. I just, I don't want to be seen as a good guy. I think it's, uh, that's how you get in trouble. With who? I don't know. Anybody and everybody. Who hurt you to make you this paranoid? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the only person I've ever met who's like, I don't want to be seen as a good person. Ill. <laughs> yeah, because if uh, people see you as a, as a bad person, you can get away with a lot more. And you're not what required. What are you trying to get away with, though? I don't know. Nothing. It's just yeah. like, you don't have to be... I don't know. You're just given a lot more leeway to make mistakes. Uh huh. But that, that's not that's different from being a good person. <laughs> like if you like you're a good person, if you make a mistake, people are more easy to forgive you. It's like, oh yeah, that's Emron. He made a mistake, but he's a good guy. He goes and hangs out with old people on their sick days, as opposed to like, oh Emron, that mischievous cunt. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Vietnam War veterans communists. <laughs> To be fair, it's only your dad. <laughs> no, he represents the entire community. Mm. All right. No, it's the damnedest thing. I don't understand your logic at all. Also, I feel like you're backtracking a little bit. You're making up uh, reasonings as you go along. <laughs> like, I don't believe that whole uh, notion that it's like, oh, I, I just need something to, so in case I do something bad, which I never do, people won't judge me as hard. That's basically what it is. If people, I think if people think of you as a good person, they expect you to act a certain way. Uh Whereas if people are slightly disappointed with you all the time, you can do whatever you want, Uh which is be disappointing at times. My theory is that uh, you view being a good person as a weakness and therefore you, people will try to exploit you for things and you don't want that. You're like, oh, no, good person. How much is this going to cost me? Which is like your biggest fear. <laughs> if they think I'm a good person, they're going to ask me for money, David. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing an Indian person wants to do is spend money that they don't have to. <laughs> That's not true. And that leads me to my first next point. All right. Bad Asian who is good bad, Michael Jackson. This week is a diamond tycoon from India who has made his annual tradition to arrange mass weddings for women who don't have parents and are unable to finance the nuptials themselves. This year, he's paid for 261 brides, and um, among them, most of them didn't have any brothers or sisters, and 54 of them were orphans, which I think is a weird statistic to keep, but it was there. Um, he also usually gives each couple about three grand worth of insurance. And he does this because usually in India, it's the father's responsibility to pay for the daughter's wedding. So if a bride's father has died or they're poor, then there's no wedding at all. Uh-huh. And so since weddings are expensive, he, he does this. He goes out of his way and he pays for a lot of women to get married. Did he pay for Beyonce to perform at all these weddings? <laughs> Did he? You okay? That's good. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say a hard no. He did not take that five mil. 
and pay Beyonce, he's probably like, you know what? I could instead pay for 54 orphans and change. Yeah, it's like, I could have 261 mediocre weddings or I could have one amazing, amazing wedding. wedding. <laughs> Which would you rather have done, everyone? <laughs> have a memorable wedding or have 261 forgettable weddings? Well, seeing that we have established that I am not a good person, I would definitely have Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> what about you, David? Uh, I would have have done the Beyonce thing. I would have like if I had to choose between two hundred sixty one happy Indians or one Beyonce concert. <laughs> Easy choice. Easy choice. <laughs> Uh, people are like, David, why would you upset 261 Indian people? So I ask Emron G. This is awesome. <laughs> he called my dad a communist, and that I cannot forget. <laughs> but who's this guy? He's just a diamond tycoon from India. He's just been doing it for years where he just kind of helps uh, poor women get married. Are you conflicted because you hate diamonds? No, I mean, like, if you if you have bad money, might as well use it to do good. Okay, okay. You know, like, I it's it's this weird line where it's like people who do illegal stuff, but then mm-hmm. give out turkeys during Thanksgiving with that money. Is that bad or is that good? Ooh, morally ambiguous. Yeah, it's like if you use drug money to pay for charities to help kids get better, is that bad? Is that how you justify the way you live? Absolutely. Working, working, for, <laughs> working for Lockheed, doing their secret shit. Yeah, man, that money, if, you know, you could take blood money and use it to <laughs> pay charities and it's better, man. Do you think that cleanses the soul a little bit? Cleanses mine, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But here's, here's the question. Um, oh, wait, here's my question first. In, in okay. The, uh, do they have courthouse weddings? I don't think so. Okay, so they're all elaborate weddings. They're all, I mean, like, we've had this conversation before. The only thing that Indian people really spend money on are mm-hmm. weddings. It's right, like right. the one celebration that they have in their lifetime. So I'm not sure. I, I want to say no. So there's no courthouse wedding. It's like mm-hmm. if you don't have a white horse validating this nuptial, then we will refuse to recognize it in the court of law. <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> sure, man. I, I really think it's just like flowers and it's just somebody to give them off at, you know, like a dad giving them off at a wedding. How grateful do you think these 261 Indian brides were? Um, Probably really happy, man. Because if sure? they didn't, yeah, if they didn't, if do they you think didn't they were specific about anything, say, oh, oh, yellow tulips. Oh, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> Green daisies or whatever the fuck flowers are. Because <laughs> I hear um, women can kind of be a pain in the ass, especially on their wedding day. That's everybody, though. But I don't think so, man. Because the only reason I say that they're not problems because uh-huh. they were orphans. Uh huh. And due to the simple fact that there's not that if if India is overpopulated with people, so if nobody gives a fuck about you, nobody's looking out for you, then that's the end. Mm-hmm. So. I think they will be happy that somebody's actually trying to help them without trying to gain anything. You don't think this guy's trying to gain anything from them? Uh, maybe good karma from that all that diamond 
blood money that he's making. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, now that yeah. you brought in karma, <laughs> this guy must have done something horrific. Yeah. It's like, why Why are there 54 orphans? It's like, well, uh, their parents died mining my diamonds. <laughs> it's like, why did I pay for 54 orphans? Because I made 55 this year. <laughs> Do you think dowry is an outdated concept? Because a lot of this goes back to the weddings are expensive because the bride's family is expected to pay the groom like a large dowry of cash and gifts. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm trying to figure out, do you see a purpose in doing this? Sure, absolutely. And if so, how much or what should it be? What do you think is fair? Uh, three months salary. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it, it was standardized, I guess it'd be easier. Sure, whatever your salary is, three months, pay me that. Or however, chicken and cows. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's paying for the dowry? Like in Indian culture, the man gets a dowry, right? Yeah, it's so way back when dowry. What do you mean way back when they still do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Originally, when it first started, the dowry was given to the daughter in the off chance that something bad happened, like the husband died or they they fell on hard times, so they would have some sort of money. What it has evolved into is that people are like, hey, if you want to marry my son, what are you going to offer us just so we can, you know, because you're going to be part of our family now, so we want more stuff. So it's gotten to the point where people want houses and land and money and gold and it's just kind of ridiculous at this point. Interesting. I had a different telling of what dowries, how dowries are originated. Okay. Uh, it's when things were more agricultural. Okay. You had a daughter. She was viewed as worthless because she couldn't work the land. Okay. Okay. So she's not as worth as much as a son. So the father of the bride would pay a dowry to the father of the groom in essence, is say, hey, take this worthless human being off my hands and I'll give you chicken, <laughs> cows, lands, gold, what have you. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a patriarchal society. What do you, what do you, why do you think this is going to end? <laughs> With compassion and caring? No. <laughs> it's like, hey, we uh, only care about how to sustain our families, uh, I accidentally produced a daughter. <laughs> Help me out here. What can <laughs> I give you <laughs> so that uh, you can take this burden off me? So, okay, yeah. so say say you have a daughter. Uh-huh. What would you think would be fair? I don't think Vietnamese people do dowry, so I don't know what would be fair. Okay. Because I wouldn't, ha- wouldn't want to pay for that. <laughs> I'd say, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it really is should be a thing anymore. What if I think weddings weddings should be split between why? the families because both there's two people getting married. You don't believe in tradition. I don't believe that one family should carry all of the burden just because they had a girl. So you don't believe in tradition? No. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make clear: Emron does not care about his culture. <laughs> He's a good person, but a bad Indian. Let's Fair let's enough. just establish that he Fair wants enough. He has embraced this westernized world where he puts old people in essentially a glorified jail. 
<laughs> but there's pudding in that jail. All yeah. the pudding that they can eat. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's okay for uh, the elderly to waste their life away eating pudding so that his time is freed up to go play Nintendo Switch. Yes. And in return, he gets to split the cost of a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) You cheap bastard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But you don't think that, um, you don't believe in tradition. You just think there's more modern ways to do it. I think so. I think it's wrong for one family to shoulder all of that burden for no reason. No, tradition. That's the reason. There's, There's no no reason. There's a reason. It's called tradition. All I'm saying is I don't agree with it. Oh, no, no doubt. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's, uh, it's misleading to say that there's no reason. There is a reason. Mm. Uh, you just don't like the reason. But yeah, fair point. Uh, I feel like you should just, uh, in order to preserve your culture, and if you love your culture, you have to love all the negative aspects of it too. Oh, so you so, think it's an all or nothing? I believe you should... Uh, I believe so, to maintain some form of consistency, like to tether yourself closer to where you came from, you know? Because oftentimes when people celebrate culture, especially maybe this is just an Asian-American approach, Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes when people talk about how much they love their culture, it's always, I love the food, I love the clothes, I love my parents, but how much of everything else do you love? Like you only love the good parts and you're just essentially cherry picking. But I think you also, in order to, I guess for myself, decolonize my brain, I have to embrace all the things that are difficult as well, because for people in Vietnam or in India, they probably don't like that aspect of the culture either, but it's tradition, you know, it's, Thousands of years of people coming together and agreeing, this is what makes us us. Yeah, but you don't believe that this same group of people can change? Because traditions do change over time. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, like, you can, I mean, like, I agree, it is cherry picking, but you can also look at something and go, this is part of our culture, and I think this needs to be changed. It's not. Uh But like, you're not coming from, it's like, hey, this is better for the culture to change. I mean... You're just like, hey, it's better if we do it the Western way because I'm selfish and I live in America and I want to be an American. No, I think that women should have more equal rights. And I feel like they that's one of the aspects of instead of putting their families into debt, that you could split it 50-50 and put both families into debt. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you want to be more American. It's I like guess. Women's rights is a very American concept. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like we're saying the same thing yet, bro. it's like if you want to embrace indian culture you have to start treating women as objects (laughs) because that's what indian men do so it's either or it's either (laughs) you prop up a patriarchy or and abandon uh thousands of years of brown history or you embrace the white modernity of equal women's rights. I think I'm just going to fall back on cherry picking. I like the food. (laughs) I love my parents. (laughs) And that is that. 
So look at that coconut loving women's rights. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he supports Planned Parenthood. I bet he donates. <laughs> okay. But what is what is funny is that um, you are right that sons are seen as assets, but um, as of right now, there are 940 women for a thousand men according to a 2011 census, which means that India has 37 million more men than women, making it harder for men to find brides. So the question is, if the, if the ratio is this way, can you flip it? Can dudes be asked to bring dowries to, uh, to a wedding or to a marriage? And if so, I, I still want to try to see what you think would be adequate dowry in this day and age? Uh, I think if you want to keep the tradition of a dowry, then you just lower the dowry itself. Okay. Or, you know, you pit them against each other. Mm -hmm. You take the most Indian approach available. (laughs) (laughs) You go find three eligible bachelors. It's like, okay, what are you offering me? What are you offering me? What are you offering me? All right. Uh, We're going to start bargaining is what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You pit them against each other. It's like, all right, this guy has two chickens. Uh, This This sounds like a great reality show, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) This guy has a uh, cushy tech job. Uh, uh, this guy has a tech job and a cow. Uh, you know how we Indian <laughs> people love cows. How about we just take the cow? And <laughs> <get> the cow. <laughs> you had me at cow. <laughs> you had me at cow. <laughs> and then I don't know. Like I don't know what traditionally in India they use to calculate the dowry, but uh, that okay. I don't know. Do you have I, any insight on how they calculate the dowry? I have no idea on how you calculate dowry. Because I, I think that's what the issue has been, is that people can just inflate it to whatever they want. They'd be like, all right, we'll take your daughter, but I want like an apartment in this area and like a car and this much money. Yeah, so I'll equate it to the way hype beasts um, pay, overpay for sneakers. Okay. Because you heard how some sneakers can cost like $24,000 for a pair of shoes. Right. Uh, a sneaker is only worth what somebody is willing to pay for it. Mm. So there you go. An Indian woman is only worth what an Indian man is willing. Or yeah, no, keep going. Yeah, you. No, you, an you, Indian man is only worth what the Indian's <laughs> bride's father is willing to pay for him. Yeah. So if you have a surplus of Indian men, uh, then you know you can probably lower the price of the salary. Yeah, or you, ask them to you, pitch in. <laughs> if that's what it comes to, you know, oh. if if the uh, if the surplus has caused a crisis in which there is a surplus of grooms and not enough brides, uh, that if that's part of the negotiations, like, damn, you gotta look at that guy's like, what a whack ass negotiator. I don't yeah. think I want to marry. <laughs> I don't think I want to marry my daughter to this dude. Yeah, yeah, he can't. His father can't negotiate shit. <laughs> negotiate anything you know what he offered you nothing (laughs) his good looks that'll fade yeah yeah if that's what it comes to it's like i don't want to if i were the indian father with the daughter and it turns out that the guy is offering to contribute to the wedding i'd be this is disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to marry into such a weak family 
It's like, if I'm not getting railroaded, then how can I trust that this person can buy for my daughter? I but need that's someone <laughs> just as devious as me. Exactly. You know why I know that? Because I'm not a good person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a great Indian in that aspect, but <laughs> to, and you are, quote unquote, looking for the best interest of, I guess, the family. Yeah, uh, that's how I would play it. So mm-hmm. the dowry stays. <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends. Uh, she is someone I knew from college and she was mm-hmm. visiting in New York. Yeah. And uh, she's pretty open-minded when it comes to dating. But the, her last boyfriend uh, was white. Okay. And she's single now. And so she was talking about the prospect of dating. And she isn't necessarily against dating an Asian guy, but she dreads dating an Asian guy because she is afraid of having two Asian moms and having to deal with that. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, is is that a legitimate fear? I think it is for her. So, but that does make sense. It's like, (laughs) it shows low key kind of, uh, just how awful Asian moms can be. <laughs> but it makes sense because like an Asian mom understands that the, her daughter-in-law accepts that she can abuse her a little bit more. <laughs> As opposed if like uh, that daughter-in-law, it was a white woman because her, her brother married a white woman and the, her mom doesn't go after her, that daughter-in-law the same way as if if that daughter-in-law were Asian. Oh. Same thing I think that will happen with your mom. All I hear is that that mom is afraid. <laughs> of what? Of being mean. It's like, you got to be mean all around or, or it's not real. Then you just pussy. Um, I don't know. If you, you want to be like, the, like a head of a household, you got to be mean to everyone the same. Uh-huh. But or it's, otherwise, it's otherwise it's it's not real. No, I think we can be meaner to ourselves than we can be meaner to strangers. Yeah, I mean, like you'd be. I guess it's more acceptable within the culture. But no, I don't think it's acceptable. I think it's just we know how to be meaner to ourselves than we can be strangers. <laughs> oh, you think you know how to cut deeper? I mean, I think I've proven <laughs> how deep I can cut. <laughs> like you know, like last week, how we were. Coming up with all those, uh, or we were going over all those racial slurs that white people invented for us. Yeah. Remember how just boring it all sounded? Yeah, it was very boring. Yeah, compared to like the way I try to hurt you. It's like, <laughs> it's very milk toast. But I'm just saying, we know how to hurt each other deeper and in more destructive emotional and psychological ways than a stranger. True. Because like a stranger's like, oh, why is she doing that? Oh, uh, why did she... Think like that, like they don't understand. But right. because they understand how you think and behave, they're like, you're terrible. <laughs> it's like, you know better, but you don't do better. <laughs> All right, let's move All right. on. Let's move on. Bad Asian, real bad Joe Jackson. All right, so a former chemistry major at Lehigh University was accused of poisoning his roommate for several months last spring. I'm going to butcher this name. Yukai Yang was 22, allegedly laced Juan Royale's food and drinks with thallium. It's a colorless, odorless, and tasteless soft metal that was previously used as an ingredient in rat poison. So Yang's going to be charged with attempted 
homicide, aggravated assault, simple assault, and reckless endangerment. But he was already charged with ethnic intimidation, institutional vandalism, and criminal mischief for putting graffiti in their dorm and damaging Royal's property that involved the N-word. Because Royal is African-American. Mm-hmm. Well, so you say Yang, black. He's black. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so Yang turned himself in on Thursday. He admitted to buying the thallium. Um, and he said that he bought the poison to use on himself if his grades went down. So how do we deal with this intense pressure to do well? Okay, before we get into the article itself. Mm-hmm. Do you ever call your friends African-Americans? No, I call them black. Okay. <laughs> but on the podcast, when you refer to black people, you always say African-American. Well, if it's in the article and I'm just uh, reading off the article, I'll just say African-American, but okay. I usually say black. But beyond articles, oftentimes when you refer to black people on the show or in public forums, you go African-American. When have you seen me on a fucking public forum? Uh, our live shows. Whatever. <laughs> don't whatever. I don't, I, don't believe, I don't believe this shit at all. <laughs> no, I called we you out. See. Come to the live show on January 12th and see if I say African-American or black. I love how this is going to end up for you. Like you just got to <laughs> find a person in the crowd. You. Just black. Look, there's another black. <laughs> and then the the press we're going to get, or he's going to be like, this dude is racist as fuck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he tried to poison people. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get into this uh, article a little bit. Yeah. Okay, first off, uh, fuck Chinese people. <laughs> Asian hierarchy rules. <laughs> he represents all of you. <laughs> okay, uh, what is this article? Uh, why was he trying to poison this dude again for grades? He said that he bought the poison to use on himself if his grades went down. I see. But that doesn't make any sense because then he just started poisoning his roommate, mm-hmm. who they were roommates for for years. Maybe uh, he... Maybe he's just a very good chemistry student. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I bought this. I don't know if it's going to work. I need a test subject. <laughs> <laughs> this is called the control. Let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, this is killing him. Good, good, good. All right, now I'm ready to hurt myself. Yang is a Chinese national. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it says so in the article. Okay, revoke those H1 visas. <laughs> You gotta vet these kids a little bit better, huh? It blows my mind that he bought this poison to use on himself if his grades went down. So did he was he doing well in school and was like, I got all of this extra poison, what the fuck am I gonna do with this shit? Or maybe it's one of those things where I think if your if your roommate dies, you get straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> is that an urban myth? Or it's is an that an urban a real- <laughs> myth? It's also a Tom Hanks movie, so maybe. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm gonna get an F. In this chemistry class, so I might as well just get to work. I think it was Colin Hanks, not Tom. Is it, it was it Tom Hanks? What? I think, the Hanks. His, I think it was his son. <laughs> but I don't even think it was him. But anyways, regardless, uh, maybe that's what it was. Uh, could just be downright racism. 
Uh, the movie was called Dead Man on Campus. And who was the star? Was it Zach Morris? Some guy named Tom Everett Scott and okay. Mark Paul Gosselier. Okay, that's Zach Morris. Yeah, Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell. Okay. Curious. So How- Tom Hanks is not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you got Tom Hanks from. <laughs> Maybe it was Toy Story where uh, Woody tried to kill Buzz. <laughs> Is that what happened? Is that the plot of that movie? I don't know, man. I really don't know what the plot of this movie is. It's... No, of oh, Toy Story. Oh. <laughs> Woody tr- did try to kill Buzz, right? I, just I, think he that... did try- I think he did try to get rid of him uh, yeah. so he could be top toy, yeah. Okay, there you go. Maybe this guy was, they were competing against each other? Academic pressures? Maybe. Yo. And he was losing out and he was just like, I'm going to take him out. Chinese national, you go to America, all your friends and family are back home, and you're pressured to excel, or otherwise, when you get home, uh, you face humiliation, and then you just crack. I don't know what causes a person to hurt another person, especially like your roommate, who I'm going to presume has no impact on why he's failing. Yeah, I don't know. It just it made no sense. I feel like or unless a... did you watch Spider Man into the Spider Verse? I did. Okay, maybe his black friend was Spider Man, <laughs> and <laughs> he webbed him up, and therefore it causes him to be late for school. He's <laughs> like, I'll get you, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those uh... theories is. Uh, good as guesses mine. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody listening has a good theory as to why this guy poisoned his roommate, leave it in the comments. <laughs> or you can at Emron at Emron the G. Yeah, do it, do it. Um, let's see. How would you feel if you found out your roommate was trying to poison you? I would be very pissed. How pissed? Um, I'd probably move out of the room immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, wow. I'm not sharing this room anymore. See, this is how good of a guy you are. Like, that's how you express your anger. <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to move. He should move out. Why, wait, why are you leaving? Because I don't trust any of the shit in that room anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't know what the fuck thallium is. I don't know what it's on. I would just get rid of all of my stuff and then just get new stuff. I don't think thallium's like bed bugs. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, it. man. If it's giving you seizures and shit, fuck it. I don't okay. want to touch anything. Okay. But what I would probably do is um, campaign to get all A's that semester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you get a refund? Probably not, because colleges don't work like that. But you could probably sue somebody. You could probably sue the school? Maybe. Because they're supposed to provide you a safe environment and they failed to do so? Huh. Oh, do you think Harvard uses this in their case to keep Asian kids out? <laughs> like, yeah, we're getting rid of uh, affirmative action because there's a lot of poisoning that happens. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, it's like, no, we need affirmative action. Otherwise, we're just going to let a bunch of Chinese nationalists in <laughs> to poison our student body. <laughs> This is what we're talking about about the personality test that we conduct. It's like, would you poison your roommates? Surprisingly, a lot of them answered yes. So, <laughs> very honest, those Chinese nationals, but yeah. very deadly. 
Okay. Do you think this helps the image of Asian guys being meek, nerdy weaklings mm. and, mo- and makes them look more badass? I don't know if it makes them look more badass. I feel like, if anything, it would just make them look like masterminds. Okay. Because this is methodical, and it's a long game. It's like a long con. Yeah, like, you know how... Well, I don't know if you know this, but there's reports that, uh, statistically speaking, Asian Americans are more bullied than any other group of individuals in America. Mm. Do you think this idea that's being put out there that helps Asian Americans get less bullied because now there's that fear. Like you don't bully like black and Latinos dudes because there's like the idea and portrayal in uh, society and the media, you think black and Latinos are scary. Like that's in the atmosphere. So you're less prone to like go after them unless they're like super skinny and weak like Urkel. You're just saying, like, is this going to make people be more afraid of Asian males? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> is that, that was your question. Yes. No. Okay. <laughs> How many people need to get poisoned before they start becoming scared <laughs> of Asian American males? I say 56 orphans from India. <laughs> <laughs> Chemical warfare is only scary when it happens to groups. Oh, like the way they did with Muslims. <laughs> Are you talking about the Chinese right now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, I don't know if you were still in school after 9-11, but did you feel less people were less prone to bully you after 9-11? Uh, a lot of people just said oh. slick shit and ran away. Uh, okay. The only place I really got bullied was the airport. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but in, in the grand scheme of things, no one was really intimidated by you after 9-11. Not unless we were in an airport. <laughs> was that disappointing to you? I My, like, threat, yeah. my threat level is very location dependent. <laughs> uh, but you didn't walk around with your chest out? It's like, yeah, try to fuck with me. You saw what happened. <laughs> Uh, do you think this hurts uh, dorky Asian Americans out there? Because now they're going to get bullied even more. Nah, <laughs> this ain't going to get pressed. <laughs> Let's then, switch it to something a little bit more positive. Um, okay. Some bakery. Who owns the bakery? White people. Okay. That's important, everyone. <laughs> it's always they important. They called like- it a- a California croissant. So basically it was dough that was cut into triangles and then there was wasabi added to the bottom mm-hmm. and then nori and slices of smoked salmon were placed on top, mm-hmm. pickled ginger, mm-hmm. and then they put some Japanese spice mix on it and then they baked them and they called it uh, some sort of sushi thing. Uh-huh. And so people were like, that's not technically what sushi is because it's not. there's no rice in it. I'm going through the article and the people responding. None of them have Japanese names. (laughs) Not really their place to say whether that that's sushi. Unless they're sushi chefs. But I doubt it. 
I think if they were sushi chefs, they would have prefaced it. It's like, I'm a sushi chef. This is not sushi. But uh, like this one looks like a Vietnamese name. Uh, the next one, last name is Ching. That's Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yang Fu sounds Chinese. And then mm-hmm. Martin's, arguably no Asian at all. Uh, another person is, last name is Von Hack. Last name is Lee. <laughs> last name is Vong Chun. Mm-hmm. Uh, last name is Crosby. Raymer Hills. <laughs> Uh, Miltar, Gonzalez, Walco, and Adams. <laughs> not one Chinese or one, not one Japanese person commented on this article <laughs> on, on whether or not this is sushi. So, <laughs> who am I to say whether or not this is sushi? Because the uh, Japanese delegates have not waited. I guess my I'm trying to figure out that like whenever there's like some sort of fusion food that comes out, there's always people who come out of the woodworks who go, "This is not right. This is not great." But on the flip side having burrito versions of your favorite ethnic food is kind of convenient when you're trying to walk around, but you still want it. Is there a burrito chicken tikka masala floating around there? There is. Okay. And how do you feel about that? I was against it until I needed a burrito and I had to walk (laughs) around the city. And I was like, you know, I want Indian food and this is convenient. And so I got it and I was like, you know what? I wanted to hate it, but it works. Who made it? White people? Whole Foods. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. If uh, you're okay with it, so how would you feel about that for Vietnamese food? Again, I, I don't really care what people do with food because if I wanted authentic Vietnamese food, I know where to get authentic Vietnamese food. I think that's one thing people need to understand about food is yeah. that people can create new things, and mm-hmm. it could be a fad or it could have uh, longevity yeah but the authentic stuff remains it's not like they invented this croissant sushi and then japan goes no more sushi, sushi everybody right no one ever gets to make sushi it's illegal unless you put it in a croissant <laughs> then i understand the outrage yeah you know because like oh no not only do we like have to eat croissant sushis but we never get to have sushi the way it was anymore it's yeah. not that Mm-mm. So I don't understand what the outrage is over. Yeah. And this could just help introduce people who normally wouldn't eat sushi to try sushi. Like uh, the California roll, I mm-hmm. uh, hear over and over, it's not really sushi. It's like an American thing. So, okay, that's cool. I like California rolls. Yeah. And it helps. Uh, it's a gateway into um, better versions of sushi. Right? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's got to be something that helped in, like ease people into Indian food, but whatever that is. It's probably some early version of Andrew Zimmerman. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there was like food that you thought was weird or gross. Oh, I'll take this as like um, for my own experience. Uh, I didn't start drinking coffee until I was 16. Mm-hmm. One, because my parents wouldn't let me and because they're good parents. It's yeah. like you're young, you don't need the energy. Yeah. Uh, but it's mainly because I was a much pickier eater back then. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the smell of coffee didn't really appeal to me. But my first introduction to coffee was working at Baskin Robbins and I tried the coffee ice cream. I was like, oh okay. man, this is delicious. It's like, why have I been avoiding this all my life? And then I started drinking coffee and now I enjoy the flavor of coffee. So whether or not coffee ice cream is like real coffee, probably not. <laughs> or some people are snooty about uh, coffees. Like, say you have a latte, you know, mm-hmm. baristas might 
be super snobbish. It's like, that's just ice cream or whatever bullshit yeah. uh, bitches say. Uh, it's a good introduction to, you know, something more flavorful down the road that maybe you're not ready for. Uh, or let's take alcohol. When people start drinking alcohol, they drink like Budweiser, Miller Lite, uh, Smirnoff Ice, like very weak, fruity things. Yeah. Just because if you go straight into hard liquor, like it's rough. So you need to kind of, some people just need to ease their way into it. I know other people, you know, they have refined palates, so they just jump straight into heroin. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) other people need some Mike's Hard Lemonade. Being a gatekeeper for food is stupid, and it's a losing battle, and you don't gain anything. Well, the only person who would gain from it is if uh, you are a com- like for the for example, this specific person who's making the California croissant, the croissant sushi. It's if you are a baker or you are a Japanese restaurant that is neighboring this person, <laughs> innovating and stealing your customers, then. <laughs> Then you send out the minions to attack these people. Fair. Yeah. Then you're losing something. Yeah. You're losing potential customers. Uh, but outside of that. Outside of that, like, you know, yeah. I don't know how much longevity this thing has. And if it does, it's good. They invented something great. Like, worst case scenario, uh, it's bad and people forget about it next year. Like yep. the Cronut or yeah, whatever was, that craze mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. That comes and goes. Or if it's great, then fantastic. They invented a new food. Yep. And I don't know if you've ever been to like a Paris baguette or one of those Taiwanese bakeries, but yeah. you find all sorts of things stuffed into croissants. It's like there's chocolate, there's hot dogs, there's pizza stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't think Italians got mad furious when Taiwanese people start putting pizza ingredients inside of croissants. It's like that's <laughs> not a pizza. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of nine irons. How could you bastardize our wonderful cuisine? Yeah. Yeah, it's like if Asian people do it, it's like, oh, what a fan, fun take. Like the sushi rito. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Mexican people were <laughs> up in arms. It's like, you're appropriating our culture. Give it back. So, oh, yeah. people are wild. People are wild. All right. So, uh, July. 12th bad asian show part of Sketchfest. um we would love to see you guys at the show but it's sold out so <laughs> yeah. in your face just slow bastards we were sold out pretty quickly yeah and unless you guys were listening to the show and then got the tickets shout out to you guys for listening to us but if you yeah. guys are dragging your toes uh and we told you to go get tickets while you guys had the chance and you didn't well, then, you are the croissant sushi of <laughs> <laughs> ticket buying. <laughs> so you're going to miss out because it's a fire lineup. Uh, that's when the next time Emeron and I are going to be doing that show. Uh, yeah. I do have a live show here in New York City the last Sunday of July or January, sorry, which is the 20th. So under St. Mark's Theater, come out for that. And then Emron, I presume the next Bad Asian in San Francisco is February 6th. Yep. Second Wednesday. Uh, you can find Emron at Emron the, the G. Find me at the Bad Asian Show. Uh, anything else you want to leave the people with? 
Nah, man, that's it. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. Goodbye. Peace.